You're listening to Miscast Commentary. Hey everybody, welcome to Miscast Commentary, coming attractions episode. I am Joe Finley. Todd Tebow the Sailor Murray not with me today, but I do have somebody joining me today. And we're very excited about this. We've got another interview for you. We've got the wonderful comedian Michelle Shaughnessy is on the show today. And she is going to be suggesting a new movie for us. And we're going to be talking about that. And then that movie, we'll hear more from her next week, just like we always do. And I'm very much looking forward to you guys hearing from her and it's going to be a lot of fun so let us just get right to it hey everybody i am here right now with comedian writer and actress michelle shaughnessy michelle thanks so much for joining us thank you it's great to have you here how have you been doing during all of this we're several months into this quarantine now how are you holding up it's okay i mean some days it's fine and other days i am just at a loss for like what life is anymore, you know? Um, (laughs) But like, I didn't do anything most days anyway. So it's not that different. I mean, not being able to do stand up at night really sucks, but my days are kind of the same. Like it's still a lot of like me doing nothing, how it was kind of for the pandemic. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Have you discovered in, in all your time uh, at home and that, have you discovered anything new, a new hobby, a new something on TV, a new Anything like that that you've just gotten really into doing while you've been off? Not anything that's not embarrassing. Like, I've been binging The Real Housewives of New York. Um, and I'm almost done. I've almost made it through 12 seasons in the past <laughs> month. So <laughs> that's about it. Like, and that's really embarrassing. Like, I love reality TV, but I had never kind of done the whole Real Housewives thing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, like, really, really into it and far down the hole. Oh, and Below Deck. I've seen every episode of every incarnation of the Below Deck reality series. Basically, I've just been watching a lot of garbage television. Oh, man. Yeah, we uh, I, I find myself I'm watching lots of with a lot of new things out there that I know I want to watch. I'm still finding myself yeah. just watching the repeats of the. Yeah, I like I, I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the fourth time. Yeah, and, and, I, I hear you. Yeah, I think I've seen Frasier like four times like front like it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's a comfort thing. Is Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And because I, I do that all the time. It's like, oh, the, it's like you gotta catch the last dance. I'm like, I really do, but first I have to watch the office because I won't I only know it word for word. Uh yeah, I was trying to explain that to my husband because he's like, Well, wanna watch all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, well, friends are still on Netflix. Like I just it, I think it is a comfort thing. It's yeah. a good way to put it. For sure. So uh, other than your uh binging of Real Housewives and all that stuff. Have you had any other like guilty pleasures while you've been? No, I mean, just a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> so I've definitely been eating a lot more than I should, but I don't know, man, who cares anymore, right? Like, no, nah, it's, yeah. That's how I feel. I feel like they need to give me like a couple weeks heads up before this ends <laughs> so I can like work out, don't eat carbs and be like, no, no, it's great. Cause it's like, if they're like, oh, everything's back to normal tomorrow, I'll go out and do shows. I'll be like, shit. <laughs> Nothing fits. Oh, yeah. I I still I've been working this whole time, and I still have to go out, and I'm still doing the quarantine gain, and then still putting myself in public, and I'm uh, (laughs) uh, it's it's literally the worst of both worlds. So, are you like at? Are you working like in a play? Like you have to go to work every day, or Um, not every day? I work at a TV station. I work at Chorus Entertainment in Toronto. Oh, okay, cool. And, and so I'm there sometimes, and I'm at home sometimes. They, right, uh, okay. I'm a button pusher, so we have to have somebody on site. 
Yeah. Uh, so, but aside from that, and actually we broadcast below deck and all that kind of stuff. So you're, you're welcome for okay. me enabling you as such. Uh, Thank you. No, no problem. So during all this, you've obviously been uh, quarantined with your husband. What kind of percentage of time are you entertaining each other versus annoying each other? I don't know. I mean, I always think I'm entertaining, but I think <laughs> he might classify it as like, he's always like, oh, that's me. You're mean. I'm like, no, I'm not mean. Like, I'm funny. Like, there's this difference, you know, because I don't have an audience to like go off on. So I think I got to like tone it down a little bit. I can be a little mean, but it's funny. And like, yeah. to me, that wins. Um, we're okay. Like, like he works in television too. So it's like, mm -hmm. We would often go like months where we were together all the time because it's such sporadic work and when you do work. So I think for us, we're pretty used to like being around each other a lot. Um, I feel bad for people who weren't, you know, they both work all the time and now they're just together constantly or, or with kids. Like I couldn't even imagine, yeah. but we're pretty used to being around each other. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I have noticed though, your, uh, your Twitter has been amazing during this uh, during this period. Thank and, you. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, what is it like creating content in this bubble? I asked another comedian this question too. And I always just think because I'm not a stand up or anything like that. And so the creative process to me, to my perspective, would feel like, oh, you've got to kind of be out in the world and experiencing these things to kind of, you know, you know, have these, but to like do it kind of like stuck in this bubble, how has it been for you? I mean, for Twitter, it's fine. Like, Twitter, I just say what's on my mind, you know, sometimes a little too much. Like my mother-in-law is on my Twitter and she always like thinks I'm like severely depressed because like I'll put <laughs> stuff out there that's half joke, half not. And she'll be like, are you okay? And I'm like, okay, like get off my Twitter. It's funny. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I like, I've been creative in other ways. Like I've been writing a lot, not stand up though, because people always say that they're like, you're probably getting so much material out of this. And it's like, how? Like, everyone lost their jobs. No one has money. Like some people died. Like, I don't think, you know, and when we do go back to like live stand-up shows, I don't think the audience is going to want to hear about that. I think we're all going to have a bit of PTSD and like, we're not going to want to talk about it. We're going to want to go out to like escape what we just went through. Um, so it's been good for me in the sense that like, it's really got me working on some scripts I wanted to finish. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of stand-up, I'm just, I'm just at a loss. I'm at a complete loss for jokes in that regard. Yeah. But Twitter, I love Twitter and I find it's like my one kind of steady outlet that I have at the moment. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've, uh, you've done some, uh, remote stand-up performance. I think I saw something. I did one. Yeah. How'd that go? I did one. It was okay. It's not the same. It's, just isn't and the laughter's delayed so after every joke does that feel of like oh my god i'm bombing and then you hit a lot like it's weird <laughs> um and it was one of those shows where it was like oh i think a lot of them are like that where they're like we'll put like your paypal at the bottom of the screen and people can send you money and i got like 11 50 and i'm like i mean i don't do it for the money but i'm like is that awful like it almost would be better to get like zero you know what i mean like mm -hmm. so because i hear some people they're like oh, i got bucks I'm like cool I got eleven dollars like so it's different but it was actually wasn't as bad as I thought something I've always right? I've always wondered have From you when we Starbucks Oh, you got your Starbucks. So my uh, my friend at work gave me this Starbucks. I never drink anything from Starbucks, and he got something wrong, so they let him keep it. And it, was, it was this gigantic hibiscus iced tea kind of thing, this raspberry. Oh, egg. yeah. It was so gigantic, and it was. I found it very intimidating. It took me three hours to drink it because it was kind yeah, of Yeah, my it, friend it works at Starbucks, and uh, she got this for me. So oh, it's like the biggest thing they have. So 
I like to fill it with water. It's ba- it's basically they'll they'll decry the big gulp, but then give you something that's the same size. It's just taller and skinnier. Yeah, exactly. That's how that's how models work. Oh, you're just tall, <laughs> you're just tall and skinny. Yeah, but you're the same volume as that lady over there. Um, that's funny. So. Um, I, I've always wondered this with a comedian. Uh, do you have a joke that you've done uh, or that you wrote and then you performed and then you realized in that moment? Because, I mean, yeah, people make jokes that don't work, but do you consider one your just worst all-time joke? Like, you, the instant you told it, you realized, I shouldn't even have said that out loud. Yeah, but I don't recall what it was. Like, it's not no. something that has stayed with me, you oh. know? I mean, there's definitely some jokes that I wouldn't do today that I probably did years ago that might get me in a bit of, I'm not going to repeat them that might get me in a little bit of trouble in today's climate if you know what I'm saying uh, <laughs> but, you know there's all I think every comic has said some stuff and as soon as it comes out of their mouth they're like why say that <laughs> um that's cool uh so yeah so like you said you've been using Twitter and it's been going well and just you know being able to kind of speak your mind one thought at a time uh during all mm-hmm. this has it been uh in a way therapeutic or just a way for you to kind of like stretch your comedy muscles during the time or I don't know if therapeutic is the word I'd use. Like, it's good for me to feel that gratification because when you're a stand-up and you do comedy, it's like the gratification is so instant with like people laughing. And so with Twitter, it's a bit of the same because it's like you'll start to get like the likes and the retweets and that kind of stuff. So it's a bit gratifying in that way, but I don't know if I would call it therapeutic. No. All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Rocky as you have suggested that movie for us. Uh, Why did you decide on Rocky? Well, I mean, I, I, there's a few movies that I'm like, oh, that's my favorite, or oh, I love them. But when it comes down to it, Rocky is my absolute favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And it's the only movie other than the rest of the Rockies that's kind of like in that genre that I would kind of like. Um, because normally I'd always go towards like comedy, right? Mm-hmm. So it would be like comedy or like something really cheesy romance stuff. So Rocky, I think people who know me are always kind of surprised when they find out that like I've seen it a thousand times. I know all of it. I've seen every single one of them. Um, I think that kind of really shocks people. Yeah. The series just as a whole, it's such a crazy series because it starts out serious. It's almost like the nightmare on Elm street series is the deeper you get into it, the crazier it gets on you. And, uh, but yeah, like three and four, we, the only one we've ever done was four. And, right. I saw that, which I, I totally understand that one. Yeah. Like it's classic. Right. So yeah, and I think that was, I, that was honestly my, that may have been my first Rocky movie. I don't really remember, but I, well, I was okay. I was born in eighty one, so it's kind of like when when it would have come into my consciousness. Maybe Rocky three, but I'm not entirely. I, I have a memory of Rocky four, and it may have just been a, a VHS situation I or something like that. I don't remember them at all from my childhood. Like mm-hmm. I got into them like you know how like I think it's like Turner Classic Movies or something like. Uh, maybe once a year, once every couple of years, they'll just play every single Rocky movie in a row. Yeah. I got into it. Like I remember being, I think it was like 14 or 15 and they just had like all of them on. Oh, right on. And I was just in my parents' basement and I just, it was on and I got really hooked on it. Nice. I actually, uh, just as I was walking into this room, uh, my wife and son were watching the TV show. Don't. And the song, uh, it's uh, Adam Scott. It's basically you have to refrain from doing something to make money. It's, oh, I like Adam Scott a lot. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Ryan Reynolds produces it. Sorry, I'm the, oh, that's trying fine. to get extra comfy. No, that's My fine. Beautiful 
bedroom for all the viewers. Yeah. Well, I've got this green screen up for very, for specifically because otherwise you would see my daughter's pink and purple room and unicorns and all that kind of stuff. You know, I wish I had unicorns. I try those like backgrounds and I feel like I mm -hmm. just can't concentrate when they're there because it makes me feel wacky if that makes sense, you <laughs> no, know? Totally. totally. So, yeah. This I, is what she gets. Mm -hmm. Well, usually I just have a blank background behind me and that's good enough, but now you actually are stuck staring at. I wonder if I could do. Okay. Faces. Let me try. All Keep right. talking. Okay. Yeah. How do I do it? How do I um, do it. You go what where the, do? the video is. There's a little arrow and then it'll say virtual background somewhere on that. And then there, there should be a couple set ones. Otherwise you can just load something up. I see it where the video is. What do you mean? Um, where you... Down where it should say stop okay. video or something like that. Stop on the video, bottom left. But it's not going to stop the video. is it? No, if you click the little arrow next to okay. it. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Let me try one out. All right. Let's do this. Okay. We're experimenting with, uh, with backgrounds right now. This will be good for the visual portion of this for the audio portion. Go fuck yourselves. It's fine. Oh, it says they have to download. Uh... Oh, boo. That's not fair. Will this one let me do it? Oh, oh, there you go. You're in San Francisco right now. Ha! See, it's a little wacky. Like, <laughs> it makes me feel like, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's all okay, about... I, I'm not into it. Yeah, that's all good. I think it's all about the user. If you're using it responsibly, there's the people who are like, you're probably in a meeting or something like that, and it's like, I'm in space. And it's like, okay, well, we just lost a billion dollars. Can we... I know. I think it's going to distract me. I'm going to, I'm going to go back. Okay. But it, it's gonna, totally going to distract me. None. Okay. <laughs> there you that go. was fun. Okay. <laughs> was, no, I know how to use it. That's good. Yeah. No, I'm stuck staring at mine and my co-host's face. My co-host does apologize for not being here. He's actually been switched. He works on the ferries right now and he works. Oh, really? Yeah. He works a straight week going to Peely Island. And that's wow yes yeah so he does that but then he got switched so this was a week he was supposed to be off now it's a week he's working so that's ha -ha. okay haha -ha. Uh, he can't he can't win them all so yeah so we were we were discussing rocky um so you are a writer you've written screenplays and all that is some i mean i try well yeah but, but still i mean <laughs> i've never made anything you've gotten further than i ever got i had an idea and then i wrote like eight lines of it and then i think i started going back to the office so <laughs> Uh, but, but as like Sylvester Stallone's story, I think it was like the first one of its kind. Like there's the Matt Damon, Ben Affleck one later down, but is his story kind of like the dream for. Yes. Okay. So that's what, like, I was lying on the couch in my parents' basement, watched these movies and I was like, uh, okay, cool. And then I was like, these are kind of fun. I got into them. And then I learned about the story. I think my parents had told me, they were like, you know, he wrote that and insisted that he was in it. I'm like, that's crazy. So I did a project on him in like my grade 10 media class. Mm -hmm. It was all about Sylvester Stallone. And I played like clips from like his movies. And that's what like really attracted me to like, not just Rocky, but to like him as an artist, because I'm like, that's, that's insane. And that is the dream. There's always like this dream in my head that I'm going to write like this thing and someone's going to want it so bad that they have no choice but to like, take me now i don't know if things really work that way anymore today i think today they would be yeah. like get out of here like <laughs> we don't need good scripts anyway like we can just put j-lo in something or, you know so <laughs> yeah. i don't know if it would work now but yeah that's definitely inspirational and a lot of the like tv shows that i've wrote and try mm -hmm. to sell i'm always like the character her name's michelle and it's like <laughs> i always try to like make it so it has to be me which could be why i've never sold anything yet but uh. um i definitely was attracted to that story for that 
everything. Well, I think that's anybody's dream. Like I, like I said, I mean, like I, I think everybody has that dream of some point at, of I'm going to be a big movie, even if they have no aspirations to be an actor. They're like, I'm going to be a big, mm-hmm. mo- I'd be a big movie star. Or I'll direct this big thing, even if it's just blind. And then, yeah, it's somebody like him. And then it only got better and better for him because then he started directing the Rocky movies and then started writing basically every movie he was in up until like 94. He also wrote them. Uh, right. But what the one thing that I, I was always kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. Like when it comes to like, because you could see in the progression of the Rocky movies when Stallone kind of became a big star, Rocky became a big star, right? Like, as mm-hmm. you know, with like the third and the fourth, he's like gotten kind of too big for his britches kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the fifth one, I just should never have happened. But um, <laughs> I always what like the one thing that you read is he talks about his progress of reading and stuff. And I read he swears that he wrote the first one in three days. Yeah. Now, I often remind myself of that. And I'm like, I can do it. And then it still takes me. 10 times the amount of that to even get a first draft done. And I want to, like, I want to ask him, okay, like, was that draft one or was that like ready to sell to people? Because that just seems insane to me. Yeah. See, that screamed treatment to me because anytime I've ever, we've done, you know, what, 115 movies thereabouts uh, for this show. And okay. anyt- anytime I've done research and it said, yeah, the script only took like five days to write, it always shows. And this one, it definitely doesn't show. So. Mm. I mean, it's weird, I think, probably for you, too, because if you started with, like, Rocky Forest, so you started with those, like, cheesy, action-y ones, mm-hmm. and then you hear, oh, you know, the first one won an Oscar, you're like, what? But yeah. then when you watch it, like, the first and the second are kind of even, like, one big movie. Have you you've seen them all now? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. So the first and the second are kind of, like, one big movie. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, like, one big, beautiful movie. And it's, even though they call it action, it's not really an action movie. There's so yeah. much to it despite what happens in the ring, whereas three and four, they're, they're really fun. Like Mr. T and, you know, uh, then when the rush, like they're so much fun, but they're not these beautiful Oscar winning stories. Mm-hmm. And are you caught up with like Creed and those? Oh yeah, absolutely. Love it, was, it. Uh, See, it got, yeah. Yeah. And Rocky Balboa for me, like that was the Rocky five we it. deserved. And, Thank you. I agree. Uh, Rocky Five was just awful. Like my husband hadn't seen all the Rocky movies. He had seen like I think like you. He was like, oh, I know I've seen the Russian. Like I'm, I'm like, okay, we're watching them all. Yeah. And we got to number five, and I said, look, this is gonna be bad, but we need to watch it. Like we can't skip it. And even he was like, what was it? <laughs> can't explain it. But I, uh, I think Stallone knows that. I think everyone involved with it knows that, that was kind of. Not good. Yeah. But yeah, Rocky Balboa really made up for that. And it made me, I, I saw Rocky Balboa in the theaters and it was so cool to finally see like a Rocky movie on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever hear about the, uh, the follow-ups? Cause when, when he was writing the later stuff, when he was writing Rocky Balboa, he had mm-hmm. intentions of bringing in all the old bad guys and stuff. And then you'd kind of see where their fate was. And I guess uh, Mr. T was supposed to be like a born again Christian. And he was going, <laughs> and he was going to be now the commentator of the fight that he was having. And, I did not hear that. Yeah. And then the other one, and this is just based on interviews he said, so I don't know if he was just kidding or whatever. But he said he was going to give um, Ivan Drago AIDS from all the needles from the uh, steroids and stuff like that. That was going to be his That's harsh really reality. Funny. But because he lost 
that creative. Well, that's funny. That's probably yeah. bad. I don't want to get in trouble no. to say that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, so it's that, yeah. The, the idea of doing that is just like, I, I picture him just sitting there like, what am, what's going to happen to this guy? And I picture him kind of giggling like, ha, he's going to get his. <laughs> so the powers that be, I guess, explain mm-hmm. those ideas. I've, I've lost you here. We're all good? Yeah, we're, we're good, good now. We're good now. Um, yeah, the powers okay. that be must have uh, nixed that, but I also... Uh, like when Creed came along, Creed Two, and then uh, Drago was in it. That was uh, that's probably that when, was really cool. Yeah, that was cool, and you could tell that he was definitely not thinking about doing that anymore at that point, <laughs> or it wasn't yeah, really up no, to him. That at was that really point. cool. That was really cool to see that, and I saw I watched like a lot of behind the scenes footage with them, mm-hmm. um, like play fighting and like mapping out what they're fight was in the fourth one and that was really cool to see that because they seem like they actually really get along so that was nice mm-hmm. and what was crazy to me too is like when you watch the early like the the early Mount Rocky movies are still beautiful they're beautifully shot they're mm-hmm. they're gritty they're all this stuff but the fighting scenes themselves you watch like they're well choreographed but if anybody paying attention sees that the fists aren't even getting within like five feet of each other it's not I never e- paid attention like that oh I've yeah if if you watch I think he choreographed a lot of those himself he did and there was another boxer who helped which really got him into just the world of boxing yeah because he also co-hosted that um reality show for boxers and he did all that kind of co-produced whatever and he um so yeah he got really into that and you can see how it gets better and better to the point where rocky balboa came around he was um like they were actually connecting at points because he had he was quoted as saying, uh, whenever he doesn't get hurt, his movies don't do well. He was like talking about Rhinestone. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, Rhinestone and Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot. So he was letting himself get punched in the face by uh, Antonio Tarver for for that I one. I love Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot. I tried to make my husband watch Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot the other day, and he was like, no, I'm, I like I don't ever need to see this movie. Yeah. Like, I loved it. I think I made my mom take me to the theater to see that when uh, I was a kid. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those ones were like there was just that period rhinestone all these different things it was like it was a different time over the top over was, the, yeah oh, i we did that one as well i i i love over the top in such a positively negative way that it's just like and it's i do that for all the canon from Bloodsport and all that stuff it's uh that's i mean that's kind of our okay. wheelhouse <laughs> that's that's where we live is the and that's like where the tango whole, and cash is another is another <sighs> classic any movie that ends on a freeze frame, particularly of people high fiving or something like that, yeah. is that that is my life. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to uh, keep you any longer than we need to, but uh, if uh, like, where can people who are listening find you? Like my address? No. <laughs> One two three Fake Street. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Michelle's Funny. So Michelle as Funny. Yes. And I forget when you said when this airs, but whenever I have an album coming out on July 17th. So if you're watching this and it's after July 17th, find it. And if it's before July 17th, keep your eye out. (laughs) iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all that stuff. Awesome. That is fantastic. Uh, Michelle's funny on Twitter. Go follow her. She is very, very funny on there. Uh, and she's got good stuff. She did, she did, uh, did a great bit where she put a, uh, made a comedy club in her home <laughs> to perform for her husband, which was a great bit. It's, Thank you. it's how I feel. It's how I feel. I make my wife feel at all times without purposefully performing for her. 
this is like how I do, like my husband's very supportive. He would come to so many shows and I would talk about him so awfully. And people were like, how can he like just be okay with it? And like I said, then when the pandemic hit and those jokes weren't really on stage, they were kind of at home. He was like, okay, like this is different when you're not getting paid and there's not like a full audience. Like tone <laughs> it down a bit. So. Yeah. That's how we came up with that. Oh, I, I just like that too, because that is such a thing in, in comedy is people talking about their personal lives and their personal relationships. And they're not telling those jokes at the person, which just made it that much better for me. I love yeah, it. I think so too. <laughs> that was fantastic. That's always my fear. Even with this thing, it's why I'm glad in a way that my wife doesn't listen to this one. She listens when I go to on other podcasts, but okay. she never listens to this one, which gives me the freedom to, uh, you know, like not bitch about her because that's not what I'm doing, but just, yeah you, you, yeah you get you it yourself. yeah yeah exactly exactly that but she's been very supportive like i said if she'll she'll leave the room for me to record a podcast so i mean that's... Yeah, my husband too. he's in the backyard <laughs> get <out of> here. <laughs> awesome um well again michelle thank you so much for joining us thank you for bringing rocky to us and talking about it with us uh so yeah we will uh we'll be back with clips of Michelle next week uh, during the Rocky commentary and she'll be inserted throughout the whole thing and uh, we'll see you then. Have a good night. Good night. And that was Michelle Shaughnessy. Thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, it was such a blast talking to her. I will uh, let you know I was roasting away in my daughter's room recording that uh, episode. She was away on a sleepover and my wife needed the space that I usually used to record. So I was in there with no air conditioning and just roasting like a pig, but that is fine. It was worth it. Michelle was fantastic. Everybody make sure you go follow her on Twitter at Michelle's funny, all one straight word with no apostrophes, all that. So you know how Twitter works. Uh, and you can go check out her new album, Botoxic. Look it up anywhere. You can find it on Spotify. You can, you can find it anywhere. So just, Go and check it out. She's immensely funny, as we just heard. And we're going to hear more from her next week with her suggested movie. We're doing Rocky. We've already done Rocky Four. Now we're going back. This is like the Chris Nolan cut of the Rocky series. Uh, I don't know where we're going next. Probably Rocky, right? Let's have a listen to the trailer. His name is Sylvester Stallone. He's the star of a new film called Rocky. He's been described as tough, handsome, talented, sexy, sensitive, dynamic, brilliant. He's been compared to Nicholson, De Niro, and Brando, but he is Rocky. He's the man who could be loved by only one woman because somehow she gets beneath the pain. He's every nobody who ever needed somebody. Rocky? You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. I'll break both your arms so they don't work for you! He's every man who ever settled for something less. What about my pride, Nick? At least you have pride. I ain't had no pride, I ain't had nothing. I'm gonna get that! I'm gonna get that! Terrific, I mean, you could be a heartbreak. You walk down the street breaking hearts the way you're looking. Very shy. He's the man who never had a chance until now. Rocky. His whole life was a million to one shot. His name is Sylvester Stallone.
but you will always remember him as Rocky. So that's it. We're doing Rocky, finally. Just a a classic among classics among classics. It is such a fun movie. I'm looking forward to you guys hearing about that, and we'll hear more from Michelle, some of her thoughts on the movie, some of her thoughts on random questions that I'm asking her, and it's going to be fantastic. So in the meantime, guys, visit us at miscastcommentary.com. Email us, podcast at miscastcommentary.com. I want to give a shout-out to, I don't know that I should give his name. I'll give his first name. Richard emailed us. Uh, He's Monkeysmo on YouTube, and he wrote a very nice email to us, and he shared some of his own uh, personal thoughts on movies and stuff like that and suggested a few for us, and we are... I, I did respond to him, but just as a personal message, these are some of those movies are movies we are considering. Uh, there's a couple that we are considering torturing ourselves with, and he gave a couple of suggestions that I'll we'll also have a look. And then if they're good, if we find out that this guy you know knows his shit, then we will put those out ourselves and take full credit for it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, full credit to him, of course. Uh, thank you so much for reaching out to us. And anybody else want to reach out to us? We love that. So, podcast at miscastcommentary.com. Email it. I'll read it. I'll answer it. It will be me. It won't be Todd. Don't. I, I, I don't know if you're worried about that. I wouldn't be. Uh, but I'll be the one answering. But if you want to email Todd, you can still reach him, and that's Todd at MissCastCommentary.com, and he'll get those emails, or I'm Joe at MissCastCommentary.com. It's really quite simple. Otherwise, reach out to us on Twitter, at MissCastPodcast. I'm at J.K. Finley. Todd's at MissCastTodd on there. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at J.K. Finley. We're at MissCastCommentary. We've got the whole name on that one because it fits. And that's it for this week, guys. Okay? We had a good one. We had a very pleasurable podcast with a wonderful guest. And as little of my bullshit as possible. I mean, you can't go wrong. You could, but we didn't. Okay? I think we fucking nailed it. I'm like the next, I don't know, Barbara Walters, I guess. So until next week, when I'm not really interviewing people, but we're just talking shit and playing clips and watching Rocky, I'm fucking this whole thing up. I took something good, and now I'm ruining it. I'm overstaying my welcome. I'm going to stop right here, right now, next week, Rocky, more Michelle Shaughnessy. Thank you again, Michelle Shaughnessy. And we will see you then. This has been Miscast Commentary with your hosts, Joe Finley and Todd Murray. Executive producer, Joe Finley. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Visit www.miscastcommentary.com for all news related to the podcast. Miscast Commentary is a Miscast Media Production.